Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Kei te whakaronga mai koe ki tō tātou au horihori. Hei hōtaka e pāna ki tō tātou au whānui. This is Our Changing World on RNZ National. And now, stem cells have enormous potential as medical therapies for diseases such as Alzheimer's. But we don't yet understand the complex biological processes that make them behave the way they do. In our body, stem cells are controlled by signalling molecules known as growth factors and also by mechanical properties of the surrounding body tissue. University of Auckland engineer Jenny Malmstrom believes that when it comes to growing stem cells in the lab, we should be thinking more about those mechanical properties and making the stem cells work harder to get access to those growth factors. She's using Marsden funding and her Rutherford Discovery Fellowship to do just that. I'm really interested in how biomolecules, or cells, interact with, with materials and surfaces. So this is really important, for example, if you imagine a, an implant material, like a hip implant. So it's not just the material properties that are important, so how stiff it is, for example, but the, it's the surface of the implant that our tissue sees and has to interact with. And that's the, that's the area that I'm interested in working on. And you're about to start or have just started some work with stem cells. Yeah, that's right. So what's your interest in stem cells? So stem cells are amazing cells because they can become anything. And people are interested in using them to to heal defects or to fix neurological diseases. So for example, in Parkinson's, you end up having not enough uh, of a certain cell. And then by implanting stem cells, they can repair that by differentiating into the right cell type. But the problem is with stem cells that if we're going to use them for therapy, we have to first get the stem cells from the patient and then we have to grow them up in numbers outside of the body before we can re-implant them. And sometimes we even have to differentiate them, so make them turn into the right kind of cell outside of the body. And it's really hard to control that process. And if we're going to use them, we want to end up with brain cells in the brain and not a tooth in the brain, right? Uh, so that's my interest, is how can we learn more about the cells so that we can control them better outside of their normal biological system. So what are the factors that influence them in their physical environment as well? Yeah, definitely. So they get affected by a lot of signals, and that's part of the problem. So they're really affected by, as you say, the, the physical environment, the stiffness of, of the surrounding material, as well as uh, particular signaling molecules, they're often called growth factors that can both act to keep them stem cell-like or act to make them into something else. And a lot of these individual signals are understood fairly well in isolation, but we don't understand very well how these different signaling pathways interact. So what you're looking at is both a physical structure and then how they access these growth factors, which you're what, feeding them in a way while you're trying to grow them up. Exactly. So we're looking at making a very 
specific engineered surface not to use as an implant and not to use to grow cells on long term, just a very engineered system so that we can pick apart these signals and understand how they interact together. When you talk about surfaces, that's what things like how smooth they are, how rough they are? Yeah, and the material and the chemistry of the surface. Oh, okay, so plastic, ceramic, exactly. metal. Yeah, and hydrophobic or hydrophilic, so if the surface likes water or oil, for example. All of that matters. And the thing that it matters a lot for is what proteins first arrive and stick to the surface. And when cells try to stick to a surface, they don't stick straight to the surface. The first thing that happens is that the surface gets coated in in water, and then the proteins come down and make a nice layer, and then the cells attach. So it's really important. These very early interactions between proteins and surfaces are really central to what happens next. So we've got a machine in front of us. Perhaps you could explain what it is and what what we're looking at. Yeah, so here we have a QCMD, or a quartz crystal microbalance with dissipation. And it's basically just a really sensitive balance. So it measures nanograms of uh, molecular layers on surfaces. And so we have four flow chambers here, so we can do four measurements in parallel. And your little chamber is about the size of a battery that fits in the back of a watch, for example. Yeah. So here we have a gold surface, and they can be made with different materials, so you can do different chemistry, different functionalizations that you're interested in before you put it in here and do your measurement. So that's, again, it's a little flat disc, like a totally mini little CD disc, but it's the size of a contact lens. And the disc is made from quartz, And quartz is a piezoelectric material, which means that if you apply a potential, the material will move. And that's the measurement principle. So these gold things, they're actually the electrodes that apply the potential that makes this whole disk move on a tiny scale, so we wouldn't see it. And the, the frequency that the crystal moves with depends on how heavy it is. So when we put proteins on there, it becomes a bit heavier, and it moves slower, and that's what we measure. So for the stem cell project, what we will be looking at is a particular polymer surface that has um, two parts to it, where one part will encapsulate the growth factor, the the signaling uh, molecule we want to send to the cells, and the other part will be available for proteins to bind to so that the cells can interact with the whole surface later on. So the stem cells that you're going to be using, are they human stem cells? Yeah. So initially, we're going to be looking at uh, skin stem cells. And further down the track, we'll be able to plug and play the engineered surface to look at lots of different signaling molecules and lots of different cell types. It's very fundamental research still, just trying to make this surface that will enable us to, to do experiments that we haven't been able to do before. So what kind of experiments would that then allow? So it will allow us to look at how the cells adhere, which has something to do with the stiffness of the surface, or it can also be controlled by how big you allow the adhesions to be on the surface. So cells sort of grab on and pull on a surface. And if you limit where they can grab on, then that makes the surface look like a very soft material. So that mechanical property is one thing. And then we will also be able to release this signaling molecule to the cell. And the idea is that we will encapsulate that signaling molecule in the polymer layer 
in such a way that the cells actually have to do the pulling to release it. So that means that we will look at those two pathways intersected, if you will. So if the cells can't adhere and pull, also can't release the growth factor. And that's the normal situation that cells have in our tissues. The, the growth factors are extremely tightly regulated and only released when they're needed. And so cells move around and pull and you know, degrade the material, and that's how the growth factor comes out. So you're making them work for it. Exactly. Yeah, we're making them work for it. So this is an AFM, an atomic force microscope. This is another way that we can investigate what happens on surfaces. So it's creating an image of a surface, but instead of using light like in a normal microscope, we're just feeling the surface with a very sharp tip on a flexible cantilever to create a topography image of the surface. What that brings to mind is that image of an old-fashioned record with a stylus going round and round feeling the bumps on it. Exactly, exactly. So I often say to my students that it's like just lead, uh, reading blind script in a book, for example. And, you know, because we have a big finger, we have to have fairly big features to read. But with an AFM, the, the finger that you use to feel the surface is tiny, and so you can look at single atoms or single proteins, which is really handy when you're studying surfaces. And it all comes down to having a very sharp tip and then having it on a very flexible cantilever, flexible finger, so that we can look at very, very small forces, the interaction forces between when the finger or the cantilever reaches the surface and the surface itself. And it gives you, at the end, a, an image of what the surface is. Exactly, yeah. So in terms of where the work is at the moment, where are you up to? So at the moment, we have a good handle on how we can make these polymer surfaces, which is uh, a self-assembly process. So the molecules arrange themselves into a lovely nanopattern on the surface. They do all of the work for us. Uh, and we know that we can put proteins into the polymer layer. We haven't used growth factors yet because they are very expensive and very sensitive, so we're testing it out with other things. We have taking these polymer surfaces without protein inside and we've done cell culture on them to make sure that the cells don't die when they come into contact with the polymer and make sure that everything is looking good. And so the next steps, the next really crucial step will be to attach a lid. So we have these little nano cylinders where we have our signals. We need to put a lid on top of there, a nano lid that the cells can pull on to release the stuff. That's for the next student. He is arriving in uh, a month. What's the nano lid going to be made from? That will be made from another polymer, a polymer that will be collapsed onto the, onto the cylinder that will make sure that those molecules aren't able to just escape out. And then at the end of that lid, we're planning to put a handle for the cells, which will be a peptide that the cells naturally grab onto. So that's on all of our proteins that the cells grab onto in our body. We'll put that little tiny part of the protein on there, the peptide, and then the cell can hold onto that and pull the lid open, we hope. That was Jenny Malmström from the Department of Chemical and Materials Engineering at the University of Auckland. She's a Rutherford Discovery Fellow and is also in the McDiamond Institute. Thanks for listening to this Our Changing World podcast. You can stay in touch with us on Twitter at RNZ Science. Matewa. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. 
for full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.